He told me that he had never been attracted to me. I remember saying to him, like, I don't understand how you've been with me for three years and not been attracted to me. Like, how could you do that to me? It was like he flipped a fucking switch and just became this other person. Today's episode, Nora. As you heard, our guest Nora was in a three-year relationship. From her perspective, it was healthy and communicative and downright blissful. Until the end, that is. And now, almost two years after her ex Jason broke it off with no warning, she's still struggling to wrap her head and heart around why. That's exactly what we're here to figure out. All of those moments we tried, all of those tears that I cried, I won't hold on. What's going on? My name is Sham Boudram. I'm a sex educator and a relationship expert. From Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine, this is Hung Up. This is my time. Hey, Shan. So I just moved to Nashville from Chicago to open a second office for my personal branding firm. And it actually finally feels like I'm in a really exciting place where I'm truly following my dreams. But as well as my career is going, my love life is honestly shit. I am sad to say that I am still reeling from a breakup that blindsided me about a year and a half ago. I would love if there were signs I missed. I feel completely powerless to move forward because I don't know how to trust again. And I am so... I'm so mad at him for that. I do not know how to overcome that. I hear you, Nora. Breakups are overwhelming. Losing someone you love and once believed you'd share a life with is nothing short of devastating. And while the pain of breaking up is universal, there is a unique ache that comes along with the sudden loss of love. Blindside breakups are shocking, disorienting, and especially maddening if our ability to cope is restricted because we cannot make sense of it. And that's where Nora is. If she doesn't get past this loss, then she won't be able to experience her exciting new chapter in Nashville, which could open her up to new love. But none of that is possible if she can't move on. So let's talk to her. Hi, Nora. Oh, hey, Shan. So from what I hear, you're going through it. The question is, are you ready to really dive in so we can help you get through it? Yeah. Good. So let's start from the top. How did you and your ex, Jason, meet? It was actually a really romantic, like, meet-cute story because we were on this camping trip to watch, like, a meteor shower. So we got to know each other underneath these stars, which is just, like, stupid romantic. And I actually asked him out and we went out a couple days later and we had an amazing dynamic. Like we wanted the same things out of life. I've always really wanted to live a nomadic lifestyle. I've always wanted to move countries every couple of years. And like three to four months in, he and I realized that we both wanted that. So we, after that point, got kind of serious. 
Six months in, he asked me to be his girlfriend. He met my family like a month later. I actually said I love you first, surprising absolutely no one. I also asked him to be exclusive. Yes, take control. I love it. So I took the lead on a lot of the pieces, but he did ask me to move in with him. And I took like a month to think about it because it felt really fast, but ended up deciding to do that. So we moved in about a year after starting to date. And like after we'd been living together for a while, we started to explore more sexually. Mm -hmm. And I'm bisexual. He always said, he was like, just because you're committing to me, I don't want you to turn off this other side of yourself. So there was a period of our relationship where we actually dated women together. And how was that experience for you? It was awesome. I think our communication was really great during that time. We talked for like nine months before ever actually putting it into action. It was a fun time. It brought up, obviously, a lot of emotions, but I'm really glad I did it. And again, it was a lot of talking leading up to it. Like, we were on rock-solid ground. Mm. In what ways? Like, I just felt really safe with him, and I trusted him so much. This might be tough to answer, but when you look back, I know that things were going well before the breakup, but was there a turning point in the relationship that you can pinpoint? A few months before we broke up, He approached me and he was like, I just feel like there's not as much passion in our relationship anymore. Relationships ebb and flow, right? Mm -hmm. And so when he came to me with that, I was like, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Objectively, I think we have a pretty good sex life. We were still having sex like once a week. But I agree with you. Like, I think we could have more passion. How fun that we get to work on this. Mm. So the first thing I said when he did that, I was like, why don't we get a therapist? So we started to go to therapy. We were trying all of these new things. We were watching porn together. You know, I got outfits. Like, it was was a fun homework assignment. Obviously, it was work, too. I don't want to, like, diminish that. Like, the the work of unearthing your relationship with your sex life is messy. Mm -hmm. But I felt like this was going to make us stronger. Besides the passion element, which it sounds like you guys were both on the exact same page about, was there anything else you can pinpoint as an indicator to show that the two of you were not exactly in sync? Yes, I had just gotten this massive raise and this massive promotion. And at that point, I really was starting to find success. And he would make jokes like, oh, you're going to be the breadwinner. But I don't think he was actually as okay with it as he thought he was. There were things we were working on, but in my perspective, they weren't deal breakers A month before he broke up with me, he asked my cousin about rings. When I say it came out of nowhere, it came out of fucking nowhere. Mm. It sounds like there's a lot to unpack around the actual breakup. Yeah. So let's go back. Why don't you start with any conversations you had leading up to that day? Um, We were going to therapy once a week and we were having conversations pretty, pretty regularly, like how things are going, how do you feel? You know, just sort of checking in on, on where we both were in the relationship. And I thought... We were good. Memorial Day, we go to his family's cabin to, like, get away, uh, spend a couple of days together. We had sex both nights. We made pancakes in the morning. We snuggled. We were just together. I remember we went and took the paddle boat and, like, watched the stars one night. And on that Saturday, we had a conversation around where we were at mentally around, like, our relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This, this time, it yeah, it felt different. He was like, we've been doing the work and nothing's changing for me. Or, like, I still feel like something's missing. And in my head, I was like, we've been doing the work for, like, a blink in the 
context of a lifetime. But that was maybe the moment that I was like, we might not be on the same page. So from there, when did the actual breakup happen? So we we come home on Monday because it was Memorial Day weekend. Wednesday happens, um, normal work day. I like closed my laptop at five. We literally cuddled on the couch for like 20 minutes. And then I got up and I started to make dinner. I had a webinar starting at like 6.30. So after work, I like closed my laptop at five. And literally from across the room, he's like, I think we should break up. Wow. I... It just came out of nowhere, like literally nowhere. And I say that, and obviously it's like, but Nora, like you'd been working on it for two months. So was it really out of nowhere? No, but also I don't think he was being totally honest with how serious he was feeling. I don't know. Can you take me to the conversation? Like, Because we're really trying to get to the bottom of is the why, because the why is going to inform us on the what next. Anything at all that was said in that conversation, even if it was sedative anger that you could share, would be really helpful. I think the next day would actually provide a little more insight, if that's okay. Of course. So the next day, I needed to go back and get some of my things, and I asked him if we could have a conversation. And he told me that he had never been attracted to me. Oh my God, like, I actually wasn't expecting to cry because it has been, like, time, but just reliving that moment, like, I remember saying to him, like, I don't understand how you've been with me for three years and not been attracted to me. Like, how could you do that to me? And he just was like, I don't know. I shouldn't have, but, like, that's the truth. It was like he flipped a fucking switch and just became this other person. And how does that feel? Like, I still have so much, so much anger because he fucked me up more than anyone. I thought for three years that he was attracted to me. And is my radar so broken now that I can't actually believe what I think? It's super shitty. Super shitty to hear God, that sucked. Oh my God, that was so gutting. Yeah, I, you know, I actually completely relate to what you're experiencing. Um, there was a relationship about a decade ago now. It ended really suddenly for me, and I was completely shell-shocked by it. And I would have these outbursts of anger. I would just be in the car and be like, fuck you, how could you do this to me? I gave you everything. Like, why, why, why? And I just knew that those were, you know, the burning questions that I had. So I read this article that was called why you will fall in love with the wrong person. And it was written by a philosopher that I adore called Elaine de Botton. And essentially he said, people will choose the wrong romantic partners because they don't even know who they are in romantic relationships. Because essentially you do all this external work to see what you're like in love, but you never actually ask the people who have been in love with you. Going back to your exes can unlock so much about what you don't know, what your intimate blind spots are, because you don't know what it's like to date yourself. So I actually reached back out to that person. Um, and I just asked questions, literally like, what was it like to be with me? What did you notice about yourself through me? And did I speak your love language? And he said things I just didn't expect him to say. Yeah. So here's my question for you. Okay. Do you think that our next best step here is to go back to Jason so that you can go forward toward a brighter and healthier future. Oh my God, my heart is beating so fast. Um, the thought of like talking to him again makes me so scared. Tell me about that fear. My 
biggest fear is that it would reopen old wounds. But honestly, I have done literally everything to try to get past this and it hasn't worked. And I know that pushing past this means probably doing something I haven't done before. So yeah, I'm, I'm terrified, but I'm open to it. Yes, Nora, being open to being uncomfortable is a huge important step. But the tricky thing about romantic relationships is that it's not just our participation that's required. Nora reached out to Jason, who is now living in Barcelona, to see if he was open to talking. I feel so anxious because I feel like it's been literally like a year and a half since I've talked to him. And it's almost like I gave my power away by being that vulnerable. Now he has the power to like not respond. And what if he doesn't respond? What if he does? (laughs) Like both situations are now really scary. But then three weeks after Nora sent that email to Jason, she received a response that surprised her. The fact that he responded in kind was more than I expected, to be honest. I didn't think he was even going to agree to do it. I'm shocked. But his response is helping me to overcome some of my fears because I know that we are both just trying to get answers out of this call. Yes, that's what we like to hear. He's in Barcelona doing his thing. I'm kind of like... Good, good for him, which is a new feeling as well of, I hope he's doing well, which I don't know that I've been able to say yet. I think it's just, it kind of revealed to me where my head is. And I'm excited about letting him go. Well, that's an exciting update. Almost as exciting as the, <clears throat> drum roll please, X call with Jason which we'll get to after the break. Nora's been waiting over a year and a half to hear why Jason blindsided her with that breakup. And right now, she's about to get those answers. Nora and I connected a couple minutes before he got on to debrief about where she is now. And furthermore, if her intentions for the call have changed since the last time I spoke to her. Hi, Nora. Hi. So the last time that we spoke about this ex-call... You were open to it, but you had some fear around it. So where are you now? I'm really just excited for what insights he might be able to glean for me. Mostly, I just want to know, like, what happened from his perspective? I just feel like the person who broke up with me is not the person that I knew and loved, and I don't know where that switch happened or why. And this will be the first time I talk to him since, I mean, the summer we broke up. So I'm like kind of a ball of energy here right now. Ready for things to get even more intense? He just asked to be let into the call. Okay. What's up, Jason? Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is weird. It is a little weird, yeah. Good to good to see you. Mm-hmm. Good to see you too. Nora, I want to uh, hand the floor over to you because you're the person who called this together. So I just love for you to explain to Jason, like, why are we here? We haven't talked since the breakup, um, but I've spent the last year and a half trying to move on and trying to heal. And I think I have in so many ways and my life is beautiful and I'm, I hope that you've found happiness too, but there's so many walls that I have up that I didn't have before that I'm like really scared to let other people in. 
So this isn't like a, an ambush. It's not like anger. I just really want to move on. So that's what I want to get out of today. Anything you want to get out of today, Jason? I want to help provide any answers that, that help give you, you know, the ability to, to move on or, or have any closure that, that you're looking for. Okay, so with that in mind, let's get started. Jason, I would love to hear from your perspective. When did you change your mind? Tell me exactly what made that shift happen for you. Um, there's two major things that I think kind of drove me to decide to end the relationship. And one of them was um, we had conversations where I mentioned that I thought one of the reasons that I um, didn't feel compatible or that I might want to end the relationship is that I thought that I was not attracted to Nora enough. Yes, I would like to delve into that. It's not that I'm not physically attracted to you. You are beautiful. You and I had a, a healthy relationship. You know, we had a deep trust and we enjoyed each other's company. And on paper, we had similar life goals. But regardless of all of those things, I was having thoughts about what it would be like to be single again and date other people. And when I revealed to you I was having thoughts of breaking up, I was still really trying to work out the reason why I was fantasizing about being single. And for me, because we weren't being physical very often anymore, I thought maybe the reason that I wasn't feeling like some sort of lust for you was that I wasn't attracted to you enough. It felt like you wanted to hurt me. Like, that's what that felt like. I am really sorry. Um, I wish that I hadn't said that, and I promise you, I was not trying to hurt you. So Jason, can you dig a little bit deeper into what you believe your feelings around that comment were about? After we broke up, I put some thought into it, and I think the reality is that I wanted a dating life that I really never got to experience. And I just couldn't do that with you in the picture. And I was obviously, I was really scared to share that thought. The thing is, I couldn't stop thinking back to the promise that I made you that I would share my thoughts. I think a part of the beauty of what you guys shared is you had this open dialogue and you had a commitment to each other to share how you were feeling. And that's yeah a pro, but the con of that is that you often share unfiltered, unprocessed emotions. And when you're trying to make sense of everything that you're feeling and you're asked in the moment, just say it, oftentimes the imperfect thing comes out. Absolutely. I think it was an un unfinished and imperfect thought to say that I was never attracted to you. I don't consider that to be true. I don't really know what to do with that information. I mean, thank you for sharing that, I guess, but it doesn't really help me find the closure that I think I'm looking for because, like, what was the reason then? Jason, can you please share that second point? I was having a really hard time with feeling like I wasn't in control of my life. And I think it was hard for me to admit that, especially because it really does revolve around your work. I think there were just so many things that I had to face when it came to the constraints that your work had put around you and how that affected me, you know? I mean, there were so many times, like, 
I wanted to be there every night to receive you because there were so many nights when you come home, you know, really stressed. And I feel like I have to be there when you get home. I mean, a big part of it is that like, I, I just felt like I was falling into this role of volunteering myself to be, you know, just emotional support. And I think that started to like consume my identity. Like that's who I am. I'm just the guy who like supports my girlfriend. And, you know, it was just hard to respect myself when like I look in the mirror and what I see is someone who's like a supporting character in someone else's story. You know what I mean? The fact that you felt like a supporting character in my life is like heartbreaking and I'm sorry. Um, It was hard from my perspective because like all the advice I was getting from people who had been in startups, like this was kind of par for the course. It was a real constraint on my life and it was something that you and I had talked about a lot. And it seemed like those conversations were just going on endlessly. I wanted someone who I could go have adventures with. You know, we would fantasize about this life that you and I would have together, you know, traveling and, you know, taking our time to pursue like creative endeavors and exploring like hobbies. Um, It just seemed less and less likely that that would be the life that we would have. I had expressed early to you in our relationship that, you know, one of my dreams is to move abroad. And I was so delighted when I heard that that was, you know, something you wanted to do. But like, as it got closer to when that could actually become a reality, I know that you expressed that you wanted to keep your job. And to be honest, I just didn't see how we would be able to to do that. I just didn't feel like I could, you know, I didn't feel like I could ask you to leave that, even though I know we had talked about it. I wanted you to be honest, like... You telling me that you were considering breaking up with me, having those conversations in the end, I hope you would agree. I always received that with love and openness and non-judgment. I do agree with that. This was a bump in the road as part of this longer, larger story. And I assumed, I thought that we were just going to get through this, but you gave up. You saw it as a bump in the road. But what I'm trying to describe to you is that these, both of these thoughts had been growing. Um, it did feel like we were kind of having the same conversations over and over again. And I think the reason, again, it was a buildup is because every time we did that, I had, I always held on to the hope that things would get better. And month after month, things got worse. That's what I mean by it wasn't a bump. To me, it was, you know... It was a highway of bumps. It just did not, to me, seem like it was ever going to change, no matter how, you know, how much I tried to support you in making the situation better with work, working fewer hours. Let me actually try to piece together what I just heard, Jason. So what I'm hearing from you is that your gut reaction was, I don't feel the same passion. That must mean the attraction is gone, but instead, Maybe it's I don't feel the same passion because I feel like our lifestyle needs are so different. And as a result, I've lost me in this relationship. And that leads me to not feel intimate and close to you. I think that kind of hits the mark. You know, I felt like I was kind of losing myself. Thank you for for being so honest. Did any of this help you? I don't know yet. You did everything you could, which I'm grateful for. So thank you. I think I don't know yet is a beautiful response to 
and a, a change of pace in your relationship because it's okay to say that and it's probably healthier for both of you to not be in a space where you feel pressure to come up with the answer in the moment i just wanted to express that this isn't easy for me well thank you for doing it anyway even though it is hard but i received that thank you for receiving that and with that jason signed off and nora and i stayed on to process what he had just shared I love the response that you gave, Nora, of I don't know yet. And you don't have to know yet, but I would love if you could share what you're feeling right now. I mean, I'm trying to like leave what I'm defensive about because it doesn't really matter. Like, I also don't think he was like being totally fair. He said shit in the breakup that he clearly didn't mean that was unprocessed, that was unhealed. So I can understand that. But I don't know if there any was anything else I could have done with my job. Which is incompatibility, because in essence, you can't be the judge and jury of how much emotional support or how much time with friends or how much time traveling is, is enough for somebody. There are a lot of different you know, ways we can say that this is not the right fit. But I think to try to say that his feelings aren't valid because the ways that you tried to offer support should have been enough, I don't think that's fair. No, that is, that's a valid point for sure. And I think that is ultimately just what it comes down to is an incompatibility. I want to give you time to process and figure it out, whether that be journaling or having a conversation with a friend right now. I love that you have that. (laughs) I love that. She's been here the whole time. (laughs) You guys can dump together and um, I would love if we could talk again and I would love to get what you do know after this. Okay. And that's what we've really been after this whole time. Thanks, Shan. I wanted to give Nora time and space to process the clear answers behind what used to be a very unclear ending. For all their compatibilities, these two were still fundamentally incompatible when it came to their overall lifestyle needs, which is kind of obvious when you see where they are now. Jason moved to Barcelona, living out his fantasy of moving abroad. On the flip side, the most rewarding adventure of Nora's life is staying put in order to invest her professional strengths in a growing startup. A month after that call with Jason, Nora and I reconnected, and she sounded like, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to let you hear it for yourself. I didn't know how much I needed that call. This whole experience has been life-changing for me. I can't quite express how life-changing it has been. When I think about our first conversation, Shan, three months ago, which is not that long of a time, I was so angry. I had so much frustration that I was angry. I was over him, but I wasn't over it. And it was affecting just about every single relationship. I had questioned everyone. I had like massive abandonment issues. And now I feel like there's just this sense of peace. And I feel like finally, finally, I'm able to really close that chapter with love, which is all I ever wanted. So the hang up is gone, which is like so crazy to say. And uh, yeah, this whole experience has really changed my life. Oh, I can't tell you like just how incredible it is to hear that. It literally sent chills down my spine. And I actually do have some kind of exciting news. I'm I am in a new relationship with this amazing guy. His name is William. And I don't think I would have been ready for him if it weren't for this. Oh, you know I love that. How's it going? Really well. Um, 
It's been very healing to A, feel so wholly loved for all of who I am and B, as someone who like has abandonment issues and has tended to shut down as a defense mechanism and self-sabotaging technique, to learn how to lean on other people with him included as part of the healing journey without them taking on my healing as a responsibility that they need to hold has been super empowering and um, scary. <laughs> and he and I are in, are in a, a really, really good place. I hope that this connection continues to give you 100, but I also know that you have the tools to figure it out if it's no longer that for you. And that's really encouraging. Thank you. So here we are. We're somewhere completely different than where we started. What does all of the ahas and the forgiveness and the love that you've been able to provide, not just to yourself, but to the pain of the past, what does that mean for you going forward? I think this freedom and this peace that I've been feeling now has already made a huge difference in being able to at least recognize when old patterns are showing up and being able to stop and communicate. That pain doesn't go away. Like it's like a scar that's kind of healed, but at least I'm able to recognize and like really embrace the fact that my healing is a gift to people that I love because I want them to feel as loved as they've made me feel. Yes, I love it. I think Nora's journey specifically speaks to this idea of facing an ex with a strong intention and direct questions, but also without any preconceived idea of what they're going to, or in your opinion, should say. Because when we are open to hearing someone else's truth, even if that truth is scary, uncomfortable, and unnerving at times, we just might find the clarity and eventually, yes, the healing that we have wanted all along, which... Nora is now experiencing firsthand. I just feel such a sense of peace and freedom and I feel in control of my future in a way that I haven't in a long time. This is my time. Next time on Hung Up, we're going to hear from a Latin dancer, Amanda, who thought she had found her forever dance and life partner until he wasn't interested in dancing with just her anymore. She's monogamous. He's not. But love has her stuck in an on-again, off-again spin, waiting for him to commit. He's either going to go all in, 110%, or he needs to leave me alone. Find out who will take the lead next week on Hung Up. If you or someone you know is hung up after a breakup, we want to hear from you. Email us at hungup at frequencymachine.com. And if you like the show, spread the word. Reaching more people means helping more people. And don't forget to hit follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Hung Up is a production of Headspace Studios and Frequency Machine. It is produced by Caroline Slaughter and Rachel Borders for Frequency Machine and Danny Carissimi for Headspace Studios. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, and Baron Farmar for Headspace Studios, and Dominique Ferrari, Stacey Book, Avi Glajanski, and Sarah Heppala for Frequency Machine. It is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sham Boudram, audio engineering and technical magic from Jared Brady, editing, sound design, and post-production wizardry by the amazing Julian Kwasniewski and Bay Area Sound. Development at Headspace Studios was led by Leah Sutherland, 
And special thanks to Adam Krasner. Until next time.